hello, hello, and welcome back to the TNG Golfcast. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Tom, and opposite me is Gareth. Hello. And uh, first and foremost, we are in Scotland. It's very cold. Both <laughs> of us have got kids. We are playing past the bug at the moment, so if we sound terrible, it's because, yes, we are a little under the weather. But that being said, obviously, this is two episodes down now we're on to the third one we do want to make a very big thank you to everyone who has tuned in either interacted on the social pages um we're in america we're being listened to in america that's the one that shocked me the most to be honest with you we've had america i don't know how i don't know how we're looking at the stats that i get week in week out from the podcast we have hit america with it Germany. Big up the Germans. Big up the Germans, yeah. They with, were they were some of the first to get involved on the socials as well, that's which is true. good. Yeah. With it Belgium, with it Saudi or Saudi Arabia, with it India as well. And the UK, like we we've hit everywhere in the UK, bar Northern Ireland as well. So we're hitting Scotland, we're hitting England, we're hitting Wales. Did we annoy them by saying something bad about Rory McElroy? It could be that, mate. That could be the exact reason why we've not hit Northern Ireland. But yeah. no, we, like you say, we just want to say really a big thank you to everyone who's tuned in, who's continued to tune in. Um, we hope that there's enough here to keep you coming back for more. And just to listen to our dulcet tones. Well, which, today, especially <laughs> dulcet, yeah. People understand me, then good luck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hard to understand as it is. But yeah. So, um, what thank are we going to start talking about with this episode first? Well, we're obviously... At the time of recording, we're actually a week behind this trending news, but it needs to be mentioned. Trend, you being trend, trending news, it was <coughs> everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, you being a local to the area as well. Bridgegate. Now, you sent me a photograph on the day it happened, and at first I was so confused as to what the fuck you were sending me. <laughs> Well, I, I got it from another group chat that I'm involved with. Yeah. A lot of the golfers in that, in fact, I'll say a lot. I think me and the wife are the only, oh, in fact, yeah, no, me and the wife are the only two that are in Scotland. The rest are all in England. Um, it's from an old society that used to exist uh, called the Bastards. Um, well, that'll be the ones that rejected me, yeah. <laughs> not that you're better. Cheers, lads. Um, well, it doesn't <laughs> exist anymore, so you're not missing out. Well, just as fucking well. <laughs> So, yeah, the, the picture came up randomly in that group chat. And I looked at it and went, no, nah, that's a Photoshop. Who's who's having funny buggers here? That's That doesn't look right. And I looked at the f- picture in more detail, and it was obviously from the T side of the, the bridge, looking down, and you could see the RNA building in the distance. Now, I know that the RNA building's had a lot of maintenance work being done on it. Um, so when you looked at the picture in more detail, you could see the banners. Yeah. Of obviously where the workmen are hiding stuff and trying to keep dust from getting elsewhere or whatever they're doing. So I knew from that there was a strong possibility that this actually might be real. Yeah. And then more pictures started to surface. And I was like, why? I get that obviously that section of the golf course is horrendous for maintaining water. Like if we have heavy rain, that always floods. It's, it just does. It's, yeah. And obviously, this time of the year, it's even worse. Yeah. And like the, I, I understand what the links were trying to do, because as they say, the footfall that goes across that bridge throughout the year, yeah. 
is astronomical numbers. The, well, the uh, reason for making the change was yeah. totally, it made total sense, but the result they gave was... I don't know who designed it, and I don't know who oh. passed on the designs. Fucking Steve Wonderbell looks at one. <laughs> Fucking night. Honestly, I, I looked at it and I thought... But I, I couldn't make head, head or tails, tail of yeah. what the hell was going on. Yeah. I mean, you could get... My, my, my best pal's a brickie. I mean, I could have gave him plus a scene. I could have gave him anything. He wouldn't have made a fucking better draw with that, man. It was just... I just don't get why there was a necessary need for it to be a circle. Like, I get they were maybe trying to cover as much ground as possible, but I think most people are of a level of common sense. If you just made it a straight path... A path to a bridge, I mean... A... That, that would have been enough that people would have gone... I'm going to walk in a straight line up to the bridge and go mm. over the bridge. Now, don't get me wrong, out of this came some of the funniest memes I've seen. Oh, God, yeah. The garden what was your pa- favourite? The garden patio, the Millennium Falcon. The barbecue. The barbecue decking, <laughs> the the sauna, or the hot tub, sorry, in the middle of it. Oh, it was brilliant. But the best one came from a mate, <laughs> a member of my golf club. Very I don't, I don't, I don't know if it was his drone that was used or if he just got the the camera footage off of the drone. But they took an aerial of it. Now, what you maybe don't see is there's a smaller stone uh, circle put on the other side of the bridge. So when you look at it, well, when you looked at it aerially, I might be brave enough to put it on one of our social pages <laughs> after this episode. It looked like a primary school drawing of a penis. This. I just don't see how they didn't do enough research into looking at what this was going to look like at all angles. Or even maybe get more in touch with the golf clubs, the RNA, the golf clubs that are within the town, mm. and go, what do you think is the best way to tackle this problem? Because there is a problem there. that The, the ground does get turfed up. It does look... I mean, they've used tough to use the Astro in the past as well. I mean, they've, they've thought of everything, but to come to that conclusion was a bit of a shock, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was poor, <laughs> poor decision making. Yeah. And uh, like you said, it was everywhere. Oh yeah, it, everywhere, it, it, man. Like, the it, people that gave their opinions straight away as well. I mean, the level when you're talking. Well, I mean, this, he seems to be a quite a mainstay on this podcast, to be honest with you, but. Uh, Nick Faldo was quick to <laughs> chime he, up. He, you was, know what I mean? he was quick to point the finger. Yeah, yeah. He, um, there was, yeah, there was a fair few. Some big names, some not. There's some prominent golf pages that were very quick on the mark on yeah, it. And that's true. Yeah, it was just a poor decision and a poor creation, unfortunately. Um, so they were very, very quick on. I'll give them their dues. They were very quick to to listen to that feedback um, and get rid of it ASAP. Was it the Friday it went like, unveiled? Was it the Friday or Thursday? I think it was the Friday. I think yeah. they finished building it on the Friday and they were ready to sort of say, this is the new design. They lifted on Monday. <laughs> Just lifted again on Monday. <laughs> yeah. The next working day. <clears throat> um, yeah. So i don't disagree that something needs to be done there for obviously being a local member and playing the golf course that time of year anywhere from sort of november through to end of march yeah it doesn't handle the the colder weather well because it's it's as i say we have rainfall and it just floods in quite prominent pictures i've got a few winter golf videos of me even my old man hitting shots on the 18th and you can see all the puddles yeah. so it did need something doing I just 
don't agree with what they chose to do. Just rethink it. Yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll figure it out. I mean, I just, oh, yeah. It was just, yeah, bad decision. Anyway, so we'll shall we move on? Yes. We've, said, sure. our, we've said our piece. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want to do a roundup of where we're at just now currently with the golfing tours? Yeah, take it away, mate. You've already lost there. I mean... I've done some research, people. <laughs> I can, I can, I can. fucking change. <laughs> hey, <coughs> I'm, I'm a well-rounded, educated, primary school level adult. And we thank you for that. <laughs> so I'll start with the DP World Tour first, because it is our closest tour. It's the one that is the home one to us. Although at this time of year, it is horrendous to try and watch it, because all the golf is in the early hours of the morning, because they're in the Middle East and venturing out towards Asia. <laughs> on the flip side of that you can't even watch the PGA Tour because it's in the early hours of the yeah, morning as well because it's the there. other way yeah. it's just the day behind so we're just counting it from the start of 2023 most tours now don't really end because they just have wraparound seasons but we're going to start with the, the uh, 2023 season so first up in the DP World Tour we had the Hero Cup which was UK and Ireland against Continental Europe I think it was a solid, comfortable win for continental Europe there, Just 14 and a half to 10 and a half. <clears throat> yeah. But it was a good indicator of, obviously, where certain players that maybe were on the fringes of thoughts for Ryder Cup, uh, like your Victor Perez's and stuff like that, sort of maybe made themselves more in the eye line of Luke Donald, which yeah. was good. Yeah. Then we had the first big solo event, which was the Abu Dhabi. The winner, bunker master Victor Perez. I'm not going to say what it was. I'm not saying that because I annoy myself now when I, I mention that golf course. Huh? Gareth played Abu Dhabi. Well, see that you've mentioned that. Wait, I wasn't going to mention that. Right? That's no, that's it. That's all I'm mentioning. I'm not doing anything. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I'll leave it there. Okay. Thanks. Next up was the Dubai Desert Classic, and that was Rory McIlroy. First start of the year as world number one, went on to win. Personally, I would have, as much as I don't particularly like the guy, I know you hate him. I would have liked to have seen a playoff between Patrick Reed and uh, McElroy there. But He's getting a mention on this podcast again, man. I cannot believe it. So, I'm going to butcher the next one. <laughs> yeah. Then we, we stayed in Abu Dhabi, or in the Dubai area as well, and went to Razal Kaima, yep. the championship there. Good one. Which was Daniel Gavins, who took the, the championship there. He played some really good golf until he got to the last hole and <sighs> decided to try and lose it I don't know why but somewhere to show off isn't it, it just goes to well it just goes to show even the guys that are at the top feel, level of golf yeah, they feel the still pressure. get nerves and still can make unintentional swings folks yeah. so, so it was a driver water driver water second shot water chipped onto the green and make and then hold a 20 footer oh, was a peach. 25 footer was yeah, it for yeah, double bogey so to win it by one Winners winning, mate. Winning's winning, that's yeah. it. And we've just had the completion of the Singapore Classic in the very early hours of this morning, which was won by the South African Oki Stridum. So that leaves us after five events at the DP World Tour with the, I don't know if they still call it the Race to Dubai now. I'm still calling it that, but. Oh, that's what I would call it, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that leaves us with the top five at the Race to Dubai. With in fifth, Sammy Val Valimaki, the Finnish boy. Then last night's or early hours morning winner, Oki Stridham in fourth, Minwoo Lee third, Rory McElroy second, 
and the bunker master himself, Victor Perez, yeah, leading the way. Yeah. So we'll jump over to the PGA. Start of the year, Century Tournament of Champions. That was won by John Ram with a outstanding final round. Sorry, fanboying again. <laughs> Get your pom-poms out. <laughs> <laughs> so then we stayed in Hawaii for the Sony Open. That was won by Siwoo Kim. Then the American Express. Go, John. He's our man. If he can't do it, no one can. <laughs> John Ram. And then Farmer's Insurance winner was Max Homer. And last week's, because this week's is still ongoing as we record this, but last week's winner at AT&T Pebble Beach. Welcome back to the winner's circle, Justin Rose. So good to see him back, man. Oh, Just yeah. the other win. I mean, how long has it been? Since the PGA Tour win? Four years? Ah, well, we'll talk about him in a minute. Yeah. So <laughs> that leaves the FedEx Cup standings. Currently with fifth, Tom Kim. Four, Seamus Power. Or Seamus Power. Whichever you, however you want to pronounce it. Yeah, so he's been playing consistent. A lot of his does kind of tie into the the very start of the 2023 season, if you want to call it that. Overlord. It's starting, yeah, from yeah. October to December. Yeah. He won, I think, once there. So he's been playing a lot of golf and been consistent as well. The cup, maybe. Third. Um... Yeah, so in second is Max Homer. Now, third is Keegan Bradley. <laughs> Not my favourite golfer. <laughs> second is Max Homer. And then leading the way, not understandably, with two wins out of the first five, John Ram. So, yeah, that's where we're sitting currently. Um, I think it's been entertaining so far, the start of the season. It has been, yeah. Yeah, I've enjoyed them, yeah. But yeah. Last, last week's was... That was good to see, especially it being a Pebble Beach, obviously, yeah. across the three courses that they've got there. But it's just good to see Justin Rose win again. Yeah, I mean, final round sixty-six to put him the eighteen under. Like we said, first PGA Tour win in about four years. Four years, which is surprising, but it's not when you see the level of players that have been coming through on the PGA Tour. It's also, with what happened to him, he got to world number one. Then he decided to take on a certain Japanese brand. Rotten, man. And it, it did not work. No. I think that's the best way we can say it. And then tried to come back to his normal tailor-made set. And just, he'd lost either feelings in his swing or confidence in his swing. And he was just going through a rebuild. So, yeah. Does happen. Even to the pros. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after that win at Pebble Beach, he's um, earned himself a place at the Masters, which he gets around that course quite well at times. Eh? You see, he's he's come close twice. Yeah, yeah. The year Spieth won it, and then the awesome back nine on the Sunday shootout between him and Sergio. Right enough, yeah, yeah, man. Oh, the wife was over the moon that that uh, oh, year because she had both of them in the bet yeah <laughs> could have came up didn't it yeah. it did big time yeah. well, they obviously put some back in the top 50 as well after the recent one so hopefully we will start seeing Rosie climbing back up the rankings again and just playing more golf to be honest with you being more I like what he said after he'd after he picked up the trophy at the AT&T that he's his big goal this year is Ryder Cup but he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to 
give his good friend Luke Donald the problem of having to think about picking him. He wants to make the, the team selection himself. Now, which idiots recorded a podcast last week regarding the Ryder Cup and didn't mention Justin Rose? That would be us, mate. Yeah. We'll totally f- forgot about him. What are we thinking, him. man? Honestly, just... Over. Well, to be fair, like, don't get me wrong, it, it looks worse now because he's won. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> but it's, even in the last year, it's, his performances have been inconsistent. And I don't think he would be too shy of admitting to that. So, you could have tried to forgive us for not mentioning him. But yeah, no, Justin Rose should definitely have been mentioned. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe we forgot about him. I know. I've, all the names that we mentioned, and we, we forget. Justin knows. Right. Anyway, oh, wow. so yeah, well done, big man. Hopefully, see some more of him winning soon. Yeah, um, hope he keeps playing well. Obviously, back in the top fifty, so you'll get more more uh, exemptions to competitions and stuff like that. So, I would love to see him do well at the players, and then. I'm looking forward to seeing him at the Masters again. Yeah, kind of Speaking awesome. of the Masters, someone who seems to do very, very well there. Ooh. He's returning to golf. Mate. I seen it all day. I was actually. <laughs> I screenshotted it for one, and then I made him a stupid noise. Like, whoo! And then I realised that, like, what was that noise I just made? Being a fully grown man, I got quite excited there. Tiger's coming back. Tiger's guys. back, man. So he's he's confirmed he's coming back to the Genesis Invitational at the Riviera County or Country Club. Sorry, I liked what Max Homer said. Have you have you seen any of the PGA did this where they interviewed? I think it was three, three players mm. after that he'd announced that he was coming back, and they were completely oblivious to the, the, this news. No, I've seen the video on Instagram actually. Yeah. So it was John Ram, yep. Tom Kim, and Max Homer. John Ram was quite taken back like oh he's definitely coming back oh great uh, everything he's been through so yeah that's really good can't wait to see him uh tom kim sort of echoed those sort of sentiments and max homer being max homer he if you don't follow him on twitter you need to follow him on twitter he comes away with some absolute he's, genius yeah. stuff um i think he revels in it when people try and pick fun at him he's just got the best comebacks so he went most likely we'll have to carry him down the hill on the first and carry him up the hill on the 18th but he doesn't think people will mind that but it's just good that he's back playing golf so happy man just to see yeah. him back uh, first competitive, competitive start since um, the Open that heartbreaking round of the Open yeah yeah I'm still so upset now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah good to see Tiger back as well um, just it just depends what tiger it is. Listen, we're not going to get vintage tiger. We're not no, we get... never. I don't think even tiger thinks he can be vintage tiger again. But it's just, it's I'm like sort of touching again on what Max Homer said. It's quite a, a hilly course in places. Really, yeah. I don't understand his thought pattern there. Like, surely would have been a flatter course that he could have come back because walking is his biggest problem. Mm-hmm. It's not making the swing. He, he's proven that you see him on the range. He still hits a great. Yeah, great shot. So his his experience and his knowledge of the game and his his ability to coach his own swing because he's not got a coach still because he's just doing it himself. So he knows his own body, so he knows how to make the perfect shot mm-hmm. for him. It's the walking that's the problem, and he's not going to take a buggy because he's not going to be a, a John Daly. He's not going to. Pride might get in the way of that, but I don't think the PGA. Well, they never 
No, I think they'd make the exam. The think so? Yeah, they'd make it for Tiger because Tiger brings in revenue. He That's brings true, fans. Yeah. He brings ticket sales. He brings countless amount of TV coverage. So, like you say, which could just could punch it. I just don't think he would let allow himself Not to do it. It'd be different if he's doing the competition that he does with his boy. Yeah. No. I think there he would maybe because it's a it's not so much the focus is on him it's more focused on Charlie mm. that week I think we've got Thursday Friday either basing that on him not making the cut or the fact that he would just have to withdraw but I don't, I don't think he'll ever withdraw oh I don't know like. the man won a US Open on a broken <laughs> knee that's true <laughs> He'd hit tee shots at full pelt and then sit down on his hands and practically his knees for 30 seconds to a minute yeah. in pain and then carry on. He doesn't have quit in his... That's not in him. No. It's just not in his armoury. No. Yeah. If we get four days, we'll be laughing, but just to see him. The problem is I don't really want him to play four days in some of the PGA... Outside of maybe the players... You want him to be able to make four days at the majors. Yeah. 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 That's where I was surprised he's even coming back this early at, at Riviera because I didn't see him playing more than the four majors, maybe excluding the US Open because obviously if you miss the fairways there nine times at ten, it's very, very penal and I don't think his body would be able to no. handle no. that repeatedly. I thought he'd only maybe play three tour events outside of the majors so he's I'm a little bit surprised he's coming back this early don't get me wrong I would have thought something like the like Bay Hill yeah players like you said and well, then, he's got a great history at, yeah. at Bay Hill so I thought yeah that would have been a, a good choice but we'll see he might be fitter than we expect maybe yeah well fingers crossed it's always good to see Tiger back um, yep. moving swiftly on DP roll tour Mm-hmm. Versus Live. So it's going to court. Yeah. There's a hearing currently taking place between the DP Walters legal team and a legal team that's representing thirteen players. <laughs> different players. And that's even with some rescinding their name from it. Because was it not? Has Puta yeah. lifted his name out of it? As long as he's left his name out of it, he's still going. Is he still going? Full throttle against it, isn't he? I couldn't tell you. Full sure. throttle, as you like to call him. <laughs> yeah, 30 different players. Um, the panel's been set to decide whether fines and suspensions can be imposed for the live golfers competing on the Saudi backed circuit. After being denied, releases to play now obviously time of recording the hearing's still ongoing yep they're talking about it's going to be weeks before we hear anything else as all court all, cases always do as they always do mate yeah but the, what possible outcome is there going to be that's going to benefit anybody regarding getting on with your golf go enjoy life stay with DP World Tour stay with the PGA like, it's just getting out of hand. Every week something happens, and this court case... Oh. It's... 
it's even let's say live get the result that they or the live players that are in the representation of it get the result they want and they still have the accessibility to the dp world tour mm. there are still going to be those golfers on the dp world tour that resent them so there's still going to be an atmosphere the dp world tour itself the hierarchy will resent them yeah i it goes back to i seen a couple of tweets about it and even instagram stuff um Oh, I can't remember the name of the page now. He was absolutely brilliant on it. I actually shared it on the basis of uh, gave him a, re- a cheeky retweet. Um, oh, see if I can quickly find it. Fill the gap, mate. Fill the gap. Go on. Fill the gap. God, that's that to me ever, mate. <laughs> Did I what's going on? <laughs> Jesus, keep it, keep it polite. <laughs> it's bad enough that we swear like it's uh, going out of fashion here. Well, flushing it. That was it. Oh, did he go? <laughs> See, you filled the gap, well done. (laughs) Yeah, flushing it. um, He went on to state how the players that are involved in this hearing, how much time that they've actually committed to the European Tour before they even made the move away from the European Tour or the DP World Tour as it's now known. So you've got your likes of your Westwoods and all that and saying that there should be a little bit air of honouring what they've given the tour and how they've helped promote it and drive it further forward and that there's a big opportunity for the DP World Tour had they had the balls to take it and not jump into bed with Liv but have common sense communication lines of communication and a bit of savvy negotiation with them because personally I still think it's a matter of time before Liv get granted world ranking points for their competitions but a, a dp world tour like let's take the singapore event that's just finished yeah there are some names on there that you know there's a hell of a lot that you don't now yeah. these guys are trying to establish themselves they're obviously very good golfers in there right are you gonna sit for us in this country the uk scotland are you going to jump up at three in the morning to sit and watch these guys play live, or are you going to catch the highlights later on? More often than not, you're going to catch the highlights because there's, there's, well. there's not a name. There's not a name there that you're going to jump and go. Yeah. I need to watch this player play. Yeah. The PGA Tour has that because obviously, well, for me, I'm going to sit and watch tonight's Phoenix. Yeah, same, yeah. Phoenix Open finish uh, because I want to see if Ram can do it. I want to see what Scotty Scheffler's got. <laughs> You know, you've got speed behind them and all that. I want to see Fowler make a stretch for it as I well. I want to see Fowler do well yeah, as well. So they've got the names. Now, it means I might pick up some of the other golfers that are not well known mm. because I'm watching these guys. We're watching out for these guys. Yeah. If you put live players back into DP World Tour events, you've got Dustin Johnson. You've got Brooks Koepka. You've got Bryson DeChambeau. You've got Cameron Smith. These are guys that guys. Can't tell us, I don't know. I've nearly let slip that I'm you not. You do that, Carl Smith. These guys, I tell you right now, right? <laughs> God no, I'm never going to embarrass myself trying to do an <laughs> accent. These guys are going to draw more eyes, so that benefits the DP World Tour because you're going to have more people watching it. So I don't understand why they no. were so rejected on it, other than, as I've publicly stated before, we have a Canadian in charge who personally i think he's just looking out for his career 
move to the PGA. So we jumped into bed with the PGA, making our partnership not so much of a partnership. That's like the players you mentioned there as well, especially the, the European tour, as we all know it, let's be honest, mm-hmm. wouldn't be where it's at now without those players you've mentioned. They've yep. grown the DP World Tour, European Tour, to where it's at. Yep. And now they've turned their back on them. Because what? Because they were told to. Exactly. I think the influence of the PGA Tour, I totally agree with you on that, has featured heavily with this decision. And I just hate the fact that we've, like, it's it's been known for a long time that we were a feeder tour for the PGA. It's just, they've called the spade the spade now and they've just made it common knowledge. Yeah, that's it. Like, did you even see with the supposed partnership that we have with the PGA mm-hmm. is meant to be to strengthen golf in its unity was kind of the line that they sort of yeah. fed. Last year, the DP World Tour were granted 10 players access through whichever competitions that they won or performed well in. There was 10 spaces for the US Open. Yeah. They've reduced that to two. Two. In this partnership that we have with the D, uh, with the PGA Tour, they've reduced it to two. After Sorry. a European won it, because let's not forget it was Matt Fitzpatrick. So, Fitzy wins it. There was ten places up for grabs for Europe DP World Tour members. That's now down to two, across four tournaments. So the best two scoring golfers across four tournaments get to access to the US Open some partnership I mean to go from 10 to 2 yeah they just like I say it's just it's frustrating being a fan of the European Tour that is now the DP World Tour and it's just shown how little it's valued across the pond yeah it's a shame that is a shame but yeah so we'll wait for the conclusion of that court case anyway but yeah you mentioned the waste management yes you said you want to watch it again tonight obviously um, I mean top of the pile at the minute looking at it day recording is uh, Scotty Scheffler world number two he's had a good weekend so far he's since Thursday he's played well man he's just solid too clear obviously of your favourite golfer ever maybe now John Rum. Um, Spieth had a wee bit of a tear as well over the couple of days sent a 10 under yeah 64, 64 on the Friday was it on the Friday yeah and obviously that 64 was matched was that yesterday was it, it was yesterday yeah Sam Burns good goal for Sam yeah, yeah again I don't think we really mentioned him in the Ryder Cup for the American side I've done he, quite shit job of he, he was he was <laughs> yeah but there's that many golfers man. that's but true no yeah. he's definitely should have been up there because he'll probably qualify I think yeah Ricky Fowler. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was good to see the resurgence of, at least for a couple of days, of Ricky Fowler and Jason Day. Yeah. Two Jason guys Day, who've yeah. been... Yeah. That have definitely got the ability. Um, but for whatever reason, Fowler lost confidence and Jason Day had his illnesses to deal with. Yeah. And obviously his, yeah. his mother's health. Um, it was obviously a big start right when he was sort of reaching his peak. Mm. But it's good to see them coming back. Hopefully they continue that form and get back to the top level and to the winner's circle. Yeah, well, they're all they're, we're both tight. But not this Sixth. week. This week's John Rams. Of course it is. Of course it is. Nobody else, huh? Yeah. And world number one, where's he? 
Oh, God, man. Is he 10 shots behind? Being the best player in the world. At risk of losing his number one status. Yeah, he's a uh, tight 28th. At the minute. Yeah, 10, ten shots behind. I mean, look at that. But look at the missed cut. People missed the cut as well. I mean, Lowry. Lowry, nine over. Morikawa, three over. Fleetwood and Patrick Cantley, one over. But Molinari. Yeah. Finished ten over. He had a six over day, didn't he? Yeah, it was quite a bad day. On Friday. Yeah. But on to the next one. Best way to look at it, I suppose. Eh? Um, so, I like to start, hopefully, a weekly segment for the podcast. Um, this episode is going to be basing itself basically on pet hates, <laughs> embarrassing stories, um, angry golfers, and I need to warn you now. If you ever play around the golf with me, I could maybe. I thought I was an angry golfer until you met me. Until I golf with you. Until you golf with me, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm the type of angry golfer back in the day when I first started playing, where I could step up for the first tee, tell myself I'm going to a good round, I'm going <laughs> to play well, go enjoy myself. It's not about scoring at this stage. I've only just started playing golf. I think maybe. Less than a year into playing golf, I went down for a game of golf and I managed to snap a golf club on the first tee. On the first? First tee. That's impressive. Yeah. My anger got the better of me there. Snapped my golf club on the first tee, proceeded to then continue, got to the eighth, snapped another club. So I was carrying 12 clubs <laughs> in my bag. At, now, least, at least the weight on your back wasn't as bad. Well, yeah, that, that kind of helped, yeah. Um, I honestly have lost count. Well, no, I've not lost count. I mean, I would say I've probably snapped five golf clubs in five years. My temper's that bad. I snapped one thrown at a tree, actually. I, I don't think I've ever intentionally snapped a club. I've I've snapped a couple from maybe taking on silly golf shots trying to hit a shot wrapped around a tree or, or or trying to hit I've had one in the driving range where a six iron head went further than the ball <laughs> but that was just because the glue had come off of the yeah. the hinge uh, yeah I've never done it intentionally uh, I've come close I've I've certainly wanted to but at the same time I think I've had that moment of reflection where it's like actually I can't afford to replace this equipment <laughs> so I you don't see, you have that moment of reflection, you know what I mean? I don't. I'm like a, I'm like a shark. I'm just black eyes, red mist. It's not even red mist, but it's like black mist, blood mist. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts. I mean, it was. It's a lot better now. Granted, I'm a lot better now, but yeah, I used to just take the piss, man. My temper would be that bad. I mean, I said I've snapped one over my neck before. I've snapped one over my knee. I've lost a golf club at a tree, and I just fucking splintered in a thousand bits. It was just stupid, man. But, yeah. So, based on that, mm-hmm. tell me your pet peeves, your pet hates on a golf course. People snapping golf? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't say that because I've, I've not done it, but I've been close to it. So, yeah. I get the anger. As I say, I used to be a very angry golfer. I like to class myself now as a reformed angry golfer. So, it's... Uh, 
pet peeves on the golf course. I think it's usually the standard ones that most people have. Not replacing pitch marks on greens, oh, replacing divots on fairways, which I still don't understand why in the world of golf rules they haven't got a rule that says if you're in a divot on the fairway you can't just move it to the nearest point of relief because they should be doing that on the on the pro tours anyway because yeah. the amount of times what was it I can't remember what competition it was I was watching there I think it was maybe Bay Hill or even Riv a guy had a chance going down the 18th with a birdie to to get into a playoff and he was in a divot what chance does he have it's just there's no point so that's a pet peeve um, folk not realising how loud they are on a golf course so I'm not directing this at you because you've got a very I can direct voice. it at you <laughs> but I, you lose your shit I can direct it at you man. yeah I can shout <laughs> but it's not just like there are there are golfers out there that even when they talk they're just loud talkers yeah but you can hear them three fairways away. It does my nothing. But at the same time, I'm a bit pot kettle black here because I can be bad for it as well. <laughs> so yeah, there's. But the main ones usually slow play. <sighs> you get the guy who can hit the the, <clears throat> the ball two forty off the tee on a par five, and they've still got two sixty to go to get to the green, and they wait for the green to clear. You're not uh, making. That. On what realm do you think you're about to hit a three wood? further than you can hit your driver off the tee it's not going to happen no. but even in competition golf like ready golf I'm a big fan of Yeah. I once it was implemented I got on board with it straight away I never had any issue with trying to keep the old tradition of it's your turn on the tee because if say I'm playing with three guys and I'm out driving them by 20, 30 yards or whatever or someone else is in the group that's driving me by 20, 30 yards mm -hmm. why should that person go first? It's just going to hold everyone else up if it's his honour on the tee because he's got to wait for the group in front to get so far ahead before he can tee off and it's not that you're trying to chase the group in front of you round the golf course I, I don't I'm not a guy that likes to get around the golf course in two and a half hours. I don't understand how those guys do it. I don't. No, no. I don't see how they enjoy that round. There can't be any enjoyment in that. Don't get me wrong. There's there's guys that can do it and then play well, put in good scores, and they've round the golf course in two and a half hours. That's just not me. I I don't mind anywhere between a three and a half to four hour round of golf. Yeah. I like enjoying my time unless it's pushing it down the rain yeah. on a golf course. But I'm certainly not in the bracket of wanting to play a five hour plus. No. Which in the summer on the old course can definitely hit that which that beggars belief in itself so yes yeah, sl slow play and guys teeing off behind you knowing that it could be no fault of your own while you're sitting waiting for your second shot and they hit tee shots in you mm -hmm. that I, i've heard a lot of people because we put this up on social media uh mainly instagram about getting in touch with either your pet peeves or your embarrassing had a good response. Yeah, we had. Obviously, like you say, we're going to try and keep this to be in a, a sort of weekly segment every now and again if we get some decent stories to share with the world. Um, There's that many things that could piss you off on a golf course. Um, <laughs> Myself, just being the main one. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I had one from one of the, again, the group chats that was previously mentioned. Um, he had a bit of a dig at the old course. How did he? Will Winter Smith. <laughs> yes. uh, he said his big pet peeve is how the old course is overrated 
without the history, a combination of shared greens, crap weather, and the field that is the first to the 18th, it wouldn't make the top 100. So we kind of touched on that in the first episode when we were talking about how people have different opinions of the old. It's quite a broad opinion, that one. Yeah. Um, Entitled to your own opinion, though, mate. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Like I said, we're we're you fair. You right we're, we're, we're fair on this for our enjoyment, but we're, we're fair. We're fair on this page uh, podcast. That yeah, everyone's entitled to an opinion. There's a lot of people that share that opinion that the old course is overrated, based on the history yeah. of it. Is what keeps it coming back as an open venue and stuff like that. But I don't see how you can criticize it for the history, because everything has to start somewhere. Something's just started earlier than others. Mm. It's like the World Cup in football. The World Cup's seen as the pinnacle in football for a lot of people. It's only because it, it was just started early in the years of football and yeah. played. Some World Cups are horrendous to watch. Oh but I wouldn't say it's overrated. Mm. But that's just me. I'm biased when it comes <clears> to the old course because I can play it um, a decent amount of time. And I just just Tom showing off again. People, oh, see that? Again. <laughs> just took the opportunity to just yes, jump I'm, in and I'm say, privileged I can play to the be privileged, privileged to be a member of St Andrews. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. No different from you and your Abu Dhabi. So I'm, I can't see it again. Carry on. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I do understand why people have that opinion, and it's maybe because they don't have as. I think I can have more of an appreciation of the course because I've got the chance to play it more in more conditions and see it from different viewpoints if that makes sense yeah I mean I've got I've always going to have a positive opinion about it because it's the old course is local-ish yeah it me. does have it does have that historic mecca feel yeah. about it for a lot of golfers it's like the pinnacle of golf I mean yeah I, mean, I understand what you're saying totally take it on board there but yeah but yeah so we've had a couple of funny stories as well come in or embarrass, yes. embarrassing yes. stories um oh, I'm sorry probably gonna have to share one on my own in that i think you have to be yeah i think i was about i would prefer to say i was about 12 or 13 when i did this be a 32 but mature <laughs> maturity wise i think i was about 20 so i wasn't mature i was playing a game of golf where a competition so two club members with me going out in three balls on the eden course at st andrews and i wasn't playing well i at that point didn't have a very good opinion of the Eden course because I didn't know how to play it and we got round to the 13th tee and I hit a tee shot that went low left towards bushes that runs parallel on the 16th and uh, swore quite a bit thudded the club onto the ground Missed the tee that I was intentionally trying to nail into the ground twice. <laughs> Accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Explains the tee shot. <laughs> so that's happened. I've walked to the back of the tee and the two guys are ahead of me now. One's teeing up and the other one's just waiting to go. I've swung my driver. It was... I think it started out as an attempt to try and do a practice swing to try and figure out what the hell I was doing wrong got to the top of the swing and I just got so angry that I swung this driver through and it must have been now at the age of 20 I was not capable of swinging a club at 120 mile an hour 
and I think this went through at 130 mile an hour. <laughs> I took the legs from underneath myself. <laughs> I was so angry. I was swinging so quick that I took the feet from underneath myself and decked it. Sprung up as quick as I physically could. <coughs> Thought I'd got away with it. And it wasn't until about two holes later when I think one of my playing partners realised I'd calmed down. Went, did you enjoy the grass on the 13th tee? <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah. Oh, God. That's probably the one that always sticks out with me. Oh. And it was just, like, utter anger. A little bit of relief that I thought I got away with it. Then the embarrassment of realising I didn't get away with it. And it had been seen by both of them. So, yeah, that was that was... My embarrassing story for this week. Oh well, I enjoyed that. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna stay with me for a while. I mean, talking about embarrassment, I've I've been embarrassed, but it's just the usual sort of stuff you can get embarrassed about, like slicing your t-shirt or whatever. I'll carry on. So yeah, anyway, any uh, more from the listeners? Yeah, so we've had two in from the listeners. Embarrassing stories. One, the first one from uh, Graham McKenzie. Uh, good guy, good golfer, plays off single G-Mac. figures. G-Mac, yeah, I think he's around. Last time I spoke to him, I think he's floating, yo-yoing between four and five. Nice. Um, but it's a story from when he was a, a younger guy. Uh, so he was saying that he was out golfing uh, when he was somewhat more of an angry golfer. <laughs> he was on the 14th at his course. He was playing with his father and two of his dad's mates and accompanying them was the uh, his mother and the other gents wives so he's not been playing well his emotions are bubbling over this sounds familiar doesn't it, does, it? this is his story your story <laughs> no definitely his and uh it's he's saying his skin colors it was his emotions were bubbling over and then his skin turned to a horrible shade of green <laughs> as he shanked a chip towards the green and then he's th- shanked it, sorry, away from the green as he's chipping on uh, at the green. And then he's launched his wedge. And the club is going directly at one of the women's heads. Oh, no. And he's shouting for, she's just managed to... Forehead. <laughs> well, it would have been a forehead probably, but yeah. She's just managed to duck oh, and Jesus miss man. it. And it's fair to say that he never said another word the whole round apart from sorry. He was terrified. Oh, As mate. like that's that moment, like I say, you do something because you're in the red mist, and all of a sudden you just know this is going wrong yeah. quickly. Yeah, and you get that your heart sinks to the bottom of your torso, and you're just dreading what could happen. Oh, Luckily man. enough, he got away with it, but it was just a very embarrassing moment, and he had to be very apologetic. I'm sure he learnt a few lessons from that. Oh, mate. <clears throat> yeah. That's... I wonder if the wives ever came out and watched the boys <laughs> play golf again, or if he just wasn't invited <laughs> yeah, to those exactly. competitions. <laughs> oh, grill, mate. But, oh, so God. another one is from a fellow Scott, Kieran Murdoch. Hey, yeah, Kieran. Good yeah. stuff, man. So he was, it was actually from last year. So he was playing some really good golf. And uh, he was plus one through seven in a Saturday competition. Gets to the eighth hole, par four, dog leg left. 
First drive, OB. Second drive, OB. By this point now, the head's gone. She's had to tee it up for the third time. Third shot off. It's not great. But he, so he decides to pick up and he calls it a day. So there's some done now in the competition. But he stays out there with his playing partners and continues the golf. Moves on to the ninth, par three. Hole in one. No way. Gets a hole in one. So as he said it, moral of the story, stay calm, carry on. Do not NR your card because regardless of how shit it's going you don't know what's around the corner Jesus. imagine that though you nr out the comp you're pissed off like hell and then you go and get a hole in one would it sour the the elation of it it's got to be a bit bittersweet isn't it i mean your mind will be taken up by the hole in one for a certain amount of time but, but you yeah. walk you walk into the clubhouse and you talk to all the guys oh man how'd you get on got a hole in one on the ninth oh amazing that must be so good right whiskey's on you first and foremost yeah, yeah drinks on you yeah and so you must be in good stead for the comp. Oh, no, I NR'd on the hole before it. <laughs> Yo, walloper. Oh, kidding. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sick even hearing that, eh? But oh. these things happen. This is golf, isn't it? This that's is it. golf, man. Yeah. So that's this week's embarrassing, horror, funny stories, whichever way you want to look at it. You do want to try and keep these going um, for a wee bit. Uh, so through the episodes so if you do have any more stories that you wish to share you know where the socials are do get in touch we would love to explain them out there to the world have a laugh and a giggle because we can all do with a laugh and a giggle absolutely yeah yeah so also another segment that i want to start doing and it's basically for the benefit of you guys at home listening it's a way to get to know us a bit better and uh, it's basically a quick fire quiz to the host and this week, I've nominated my co-host, Tom. There's only one of the two of us, isn't it? You What's can't, it? Nom- you can't nominate yourself. Up, man. Right, I'm trying to amp up. You need the... What is it? Who wants to be a millionaire? The, <laughs> all the spotlights drop down, or is it yeah. Quizmaster? Uh, mastermind. That's the, the one that I'm thinking of. Feel the pressure, son. Right, so... Ah, dripping with sweat, mate. Dripping with sweat. Oh, God. Right, you get that in my head. Right, so... <laughs> ten questions. Okay? Okay, go for it. Ready? Mm-hmm. Good. Let's go. Question one. Links or parkland? Links. Nine holes or driving range? Driving range. Oh. Fair weather or all weather? Yeah. I used to be one, but I'm now a fair weather golfer. <laughs> He's one of them. Oh, no. Stoke play or match play? You are good in match play. Stroke play. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Only because I can see it. Like match play encompasses a team event as well, and I hate being the one that duffs it up for the team. <laughs> right, question five. This is a four-parter. So, build me your perfect golfer from any era, starting with driver. Rory McIlroy. Well. Irons. Tiger Woods. Wedges. Fill the thrill. Oh, wow. And putter. Ooh. Um, 
Will's that? No, can't say that. <laughs> 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 no, uh, Potting, 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 Potting. Who's a cream pot? Brad Faxon. Oh, nice. One of the best coaches out there now as well. Yeah, definitely. Nice. I wasn't expecting that. I didn't say John Ram. <laughs> For any. <laughs> he just has them all. Yeah, no. no. Question six. Dream golf cast guest. Um, John Ram. No mention from Bob McIntyre again. Fantastic. Ah, oh, yeah. Question seven. Okay, sorry. The Masters or the Open? Your face is a fuck job. <laughs> bastard. Your face. Uh, <sighs> Masters. Right, we need to have a chat. <laughs> we need to have a chat. Right? Question eight. You can caddy for Tiger or be caddied by Garcia. Which one do you choose? I don't know what happened to my voice there. Why are you trying to turn this into an ASMR session? Um, The booze. I will go with Caddied by Garcia. Question nine. Pro V1 or TP5? I'm a tailor made boy. TP5. Yeah, I thought I'm TP5 as well. Question ten. What is your dream four ball? Context. Alive now or like anybody? Anybody. Celebrities as anybody. well. Anybody. No, celebrities can fuck off, man. Talking no, golfers. golfers, okay. Fucking see you in celebrities, man, honestly. Yeah, where'd that come from? Right, golfers, <laughs> past or present? Sevy's up there, then. Nice. John Ram. Nice. I've got so many for the like the last spot, but I got it's too many. Yeah. Arnold Palmer. Oh, I like that. I like that man. Yeah. Godfather of golf. Yeah. Sebi, Ram, and like you said, the Godfather of golf. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good job, mate. I like I like that. Put you in a wee spot there. A couple of questions. That's uh, yeah. That was that was good. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Yeah, that was good fun. Yeah, so yeah, we'll come back to that next week. Um, I'll be getting quizzed next time round. You're going to nominate yourself, are you? I'm going to I'm going to put it out there, mate. Yeah, I will nominate myself. Yeah, so yeah, so I get to come up with questions now. Okay, yeah, looking forward to that. God, you can, you're mind man. Honestly, ah, uh, so yeah, thank you for that. Okay, moving on. Well, shall we go with somewhat wrapping up the episode, but. A certain topic that we are going to delve into a lot more detail next episode. Definitely. What's coming out on Netflix? What's coming out on Netflix? So yeah, Wednesday, the 15th. Yep. Finally, 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 we are going to be treated to the Netflix documentary Full Swing. I will say Netflix have done a great job with the trailers. Oh, mate. 
Also, the team that were behind Drive to Survive. Formula One, yeah. The tennis one coming out as well, wasn't it? So, Is yeah, the tennis documentary coming out as well, so that'll probably be interesting as well, to be fair. But I'll put both. it out there, I've not seen the Formula One one. I've seen two episodes. I'm not a massive Formula One nah. fan, but... Well, that's the team behind it anyway, for yep. this. Um, final airs on Wednesday. I'm going to binge the... F- Living Daylights out. Living Daylights out of this show, man. Trying to keep the number of swearing counts down here. The banners there for explicit content for a reason. We do, <laughs> we do try to be, you know, respectable. And we do try it, to be... It's punctuation to us, yeah, folks. Yeah, it's just... Uh, but yeah, mate. <clears throat> so who's in it? JT. Justin Thomas. Yep. John Smith. Yep. Saeed Thagala. Um, Tony Fino. Marfus Patrick. That's going to be good. Hopefully they've got Fitzy round about the US Open as well. Yeah, Morikawa was in it as well. But on the flip side of that as well, they've also got Dustin Johnson. Ooh. Brooks Koepka. <laughs> Mito Pereira. Yep. Who recently has just joined. Just joined that. With Munez. Uh, Neiman. He's in it as well. Yep. And then everybody's favourite golfer from this side of the world, Ian Poulter as well and if you've seen the trailer I think controversial player yeah, I think yeah. you could put but you either him. like him or you don't yeah, yeah. The, the one thing as well that I love that sees in the clip from it is you just see him launching clubs at a locker yeah oh, can't wait to find and out the context well. of that you picked a good year to start yeah well that was the, they could not have timed that any better the it's like they had perfect it genuinely looks like they've had inside information that by the way this is going to be the most chaotic golf season that we've ever that's come Netflix, across isn't it? that's where Netflix operate man they seem to be the right place at the right time it's just it looks like they picked the, the best year time to really delve to into the backgrounds of it and from what I'm seeing like schedule wise and episode wise they've got an episode with Mark Oliver as well a full episode just on him I might I'm not too sure mate it might be a, a, a mix with the way I look at it is every episode is going to be based on two golfers that are going to follow for each episode and as you imagine Justin it's, Thomas and John Spieth. Yeah, that that's an obvious one because yeah. they're such a good friendship on and off the golf course. But so. looking at the rest of the golfers, I mean, who would you see matching up together? I mean, you'd look at maybe... DJ and Brooks. Were they, are they still pals they used to be? They used to be close, didn't they? They did. They did used to be close, yeah. yeah. But then you've got like Thagawa, he's a rookie this year. So I'd pair poops with McElroy. Oh, God's sake. Could you imagine that? Yeah, that one would not go down well. Yeah, but I mean, the, the list they've got is amazing. I mean, Dustin John. I'm a big fan of Dustin Johnson. I've been for years. He's just, he, I can't believe he's about to fall out the top 50. Yeah. A golfer of his standard. He's, in my opinion, he's, he's still a top 10 golfer in the world. People may not on his agree day, with that. yeah, but that phrase, on his day, is, is sometimes it's hard to justify because golf is ever progressing always moving forward so yeah. like I heard a, I read a tweet the other day that because Max Homer won at the Farmers Insurance did that make him one of the top three golfers in the world like, well, well no it doesn't he he, he won he played yeah. incredibly well yeah. and he's a very good golfer but he's not won a major he's not that consistent week in week out he's building it but you can't just say because you win one event you jump into the top three in the world because no. that's disrespectful to those that are there at the current point in time 
but also those that are maybe closer to the top three mm-hmm. than Max. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 a difficult one to say. He's not been playing well of late. Um, obviously, he won Liv's team event uh, with his aces. Um, and I think he because he was the first one really big name to jump across. The big money, and the, and the, the big high. money mover. Yeah. Christ Almighty, man. But yeah, you got access to him behind the scenes and likes a I mean, John Spieth, Thomas, and that as well. I think the big one will be McElroy. Like, we don't just really a... see behind the scenes with him. Eh? I mean, within his own right, we don't see it. We don't hear it. But I mean, to have this access on a, on a documentary that I will probably get through in one day, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'll watch it all in one day. It's kind of personal. I'm special with golf. Yeah, I think Look. it's going to be great to see a lot more from behind the scenes yeah. what goes because it'll show you how difficult it is for these guys to stay at that level because all we really see out with your documentaries is them walking up to the range and competitions on occasionally you'll maybe see a few bits of the practice days if you're watching like the majors you'll get a bit more coverage yeah. Yeah. so practice and then tournament play press conferences and that's it. After rounds. And that's snippets of players. And yeah. that's also tied in with what emotions are going through at the time. Have they had a great round? Have they had a crap round? Yeah. So I think I'm looking forward to this. I think it's great. It's a great for golfers and in the world of golf. I think this has been a great play by Netflix. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can about it. I mean, different sports like football or to our American listeners, soccer. It's just full access all the time regarding their social media. I mean, the access that you get like changing rooms can like interviews all the rest of us you're used to it now eh? with golf they've started this is to try territory, you know what I mean yeah they've started to try it with your on course interviews and stuff like that um I think John sorry again I'm bringing up John Ram just because he's, he's I'm an absolute shock he's mentioned his name again it's just because he's been quite prominent at the moment with him being so playing so well at the start of the year but they've obviously with the waste management that's currently going on at the start end of the week they managed to get him to do a sort of tuition for I think it was close to 200 kids or something nice. like that yeah and he said he reveled in it he loved it and he think that definitely should be more so they got a bit more of a closer contact with him get to learn a bit more about him and what mm-hmm. he's like in a solely golfing environment yeah and I think that's where the two tours are trying to go more down they're trying to really pinpoint personalities mm-hmm. like other sports have so I, I can only see it as a good thing um, long may it continue I love the fact when you get them mic'd up on the golf course because you yeah. hear the conversations between caddy and player they're brilliant Yeah, they're absolutely fantastic because that's the side of the game that you don't see at that top elite level what actually do they consider is valuable to, con- to make sure that they have on lockdown mm. before they hit a shot I mean, I'm, if that's the case, I'm looking forward to hearing Mathis Patrick with Billy. Oh, yeah. The mm. impact Billy and the, the knowledge and that. I mean, we get to hear that yeah. in the documentary. I'm looking forward to that, man. The guy's a fountain of knowledge. We know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Experience and all the rest of it as well. Caddy, yeah. Caddies are often overlooked. Yeah. 100%, yeah. For what they bring yeah. to well, the, just the Steve Williams. Hmm? Well, just Steve Williams. He just, just seems to be everywhere all the time. Yeah, if, you're, if, if you become the caddy of Tiger Woods, you, you kind of yeah, you can be anywhere you want, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The only other I mean, one I'm, probably close to that would be Bones when he was on the yeah. sales bag. Yeah, that's true, man. I mean, my my first question before seeing any of it, not getting this to me, we're not obviously we're not the levels of 
Mr. Rick Shields and Peter Finch who've watched it already. You lucky bastards. But my first question is why no access to John Ram? Why no access to Tiger Woods? Now there's obviously going to be a lot of reasons they could give. We can give our opinions now but my, my first thought was my guess with John Ram would be had he not had a newborn baby at that point and probably thought yeah okay maybe come to me mm. but I don't want it going to the my home life yeah, that's good, yeah. and I don't know if Netflix part of their stipulation was they wanted it solely around the home life as well as the the golfing world he also wasn't playing the best golf of his life last year I think he'll admit he was quite verging on becoming a little bit angry again and he took that break away at the end of last season yeah. to recollect himself I do like angry Ram um, then the Tiger one I think could they afford Tiger? as Netflix we could they actually afford them <laughs> yeah, that's a good point it, Liv couldn't afford him oh, yeah, well, and they yeah. threw some amount of money towards yeah. it apparently but yeah and Tiger was rebuilding himself so did he really want the world to see that because that's a Tiger's never been that open to letting people seem vulnerable. Like, if you've ever seen the documentary that was done with him on Sky. The HBO one as well, yeah. Yeah, the HBO one. I think that was, I watched it through Sky, but yeah, it's yeah. the HBO one. Um, that was probably the closest you got to meeting Eldrick instead of Tiger. Because you got more of his family history, reasons why his father's impact before his death and after his death had why Tiger went down certain routes and paths yeah. I don't think he he's far more personable than he's ever been especially that, don't you? especially with that, the fans yeah. now I think he's yeah. a bit more not humble that's not the right word but I think he's a bit more aware of his own presence in the game um, and he's not able to be so soul he's not as intense he's not as single minded yeah. because yeah the game's not moved on past him but the game's moving the game's the game's moving that he had to he had to change to come back because he was never going to come back as that tiger that we knew yeah so I don't think he wanted while he was trying to rebuild his body to come back because he didn't know if he was going to be able to play majors that year that it was all the coverage was done he would not long had the crash so we didn't know if he was coming back whether he was going to lose his leg or what I just hope they'll so he be... probably was one they probably couldn't get in touch with him because he was in the hospital at the time and yeah. two I don't think he wanted that sort of camera footage on him he wanted I'm, to do it behind I'm closed doors the fact that there were that Sanders they may have got some footage of him I think you'll see snippets of it yeah, I, think. I hope so I, I, I think that would be see him I think that would be stupid by them not to yeah um, but again whether or not they would uh, he would sign a what, a waiver a waiver to, yeah. to let them show his image because a certain social influencing golfer that we know, Peter Finch, could have been in it and forgot to sign his waiver. <laughs> if you listen to his podcast, he's already covered that. So, <laughs> oh, well, But again, it was only going to be, from what he described, it was only going to be snippets because he was doing a lot of the interviews and stuff for Sky on the driving the range. He was yeah working yeah. for the Open and Sky yeah. with yeah. on the driving range side of things. I think a lot with Iona Stevens. Um so, yeah. It's a shame you don't get to see Tiger through that rebuild, because I think it would have been really interesting to see yeah. how he'd gone about it, but I think that's the main reason why that, possibly money. Well, we'd have a number series too. But anyway, we will have more to discuss about this next week, because the two of us will probably have binged it 
maybe more than oh, once. Oh, 100% I will. Yeah, I'm, I'll be a late night for me on Wednesday, definitely. Um, but yeah, we'll come back to that. And uh, yeah, that is a good way to wrap up Yeah, episode three. Again, we'll just echo what we said at the start. Thank you everyone who tunes in, everyone who's reached out and shared stories or liked the pages and subscribed to the podcast and the pages. It's it's obviously, everyone says this when they've got a podcast. It's, it does more for the channel than you know. Just we're a, a very small baby in the world of podcasts. Um, we are infants in this game. Yeah. But. One thing I will ask you though, if you do listen on Apple Podcasts, you can rate the podcast as well with five stars. Now we're going to get a sense here. Rate us five stars. No, you rate us what you think. Be honest. Be feed- yeah. because the feedback helps us. If it's it helps me especially as well when I'm, I'm working on the editing side and then Tom's, Tom's working on the like, social media side and the branding and that as well. It helps us see where we're at. Yeah. At the I mean, I've been overwhelmed to be fair with the response I've had since episode one, part one went out. To be honest with you. Um, and I like I echo what Tom says. I can't thank you all enough. To be fair, um, yeah, we've had we've had certain people, not certain people. That sounds wrong. We've had a few people reach out and say, "Yes, we liked it. This was good. Maybe this was something you could focus on or think about." Any feedback's good feedback at this stage of where Definitely. we are with this. Obviously, yeah. we're enjoying talking about golf. We always do, but we're enjoying putting it into the podcast format, and we want to continue doing it. So to do that, we want to be the as good as we can be at it so that means that we need your engagement your feedback or even your ideas things that we haven't talked about that you would like to know more about in the game in the world of golf so yeah cheers for listening we much appreciate it and we will see you next week thank you very much guys thanks